Fonzie thumbs, punchy hands, join us as we define the toy collecting lingo for a new generation. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 114, for the week of Wednesday, the 30th of April, 2014. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Justin. Adam. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Mattel Masters of the Universe Blade action figure, and our discussion topic is a breakdown of the Sideshow Collectibles Batman Premium Format statue. Wow, a full quota tonight, gents. How are you? Good. Fully quoted. Well. <laughs> wow. Oh, four of us. That's fantastic. I know. We've got friends, finally. <laughs> friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, friend, yeah. Air, friends. Air quotes, friends. Yeah. Speaking of being abandoned, you've, uh, you've made it this week, Justin. Uh, yes, I'm here. Um, I had a few... <laughs> Difficulties last week with my uh, internet connection. <laughs> I spoke to a lovely man in some third world country and he told me that uh, <laughs> he would fix my shaping and oh. <laughs> hanging, hanging. matron. <laughs> <laughs> it was fixed within about twenty minutes. So whatever he did was fantastic. Hey. Outstanding. Outstanding. What, how did your um, shaping get out of shape? Uh, it was taken away by children who have sucked the life out of the bandwidth for the past week uh, during a wet week of school holidays. Uh, Damn you, YouTube. And the day the day that uh, we were meant to record is the day it was meant to reset. Uh, so I was hoping and praying, but it just did not work out for me in the end. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> Kids. And, uh, speaking of fixing shapes, uh, Adam, you've had a shape fixed. Yeah, on the inside of my nose, um, I used to have a deviated septum, and now I don't. And um, it is meant to be helping me with having less blocked noses and less runny noses, um, which will happen as soon as my nose unblocks from all the scabbing and scarring. Yay. Mm. Yeah. Um, the really fun part is the three times a day sailing douche that you get to do up your nose. Uh, oh. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask for any photos for the no. uh, enhanced podcast for that one. No, it will be good. So yeah. you're sounding a bit nasally, but uh, you're on the mend. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sooner, sooner or later. I've got to check up on Monday. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what about you, Mr. Scotty? Uh, well, we're trying to um, live in denial that we don't need the heater on for the first time this year. That's Anzac Day. Yeah, I know. We really do. But we're like, <laughs> it's not cold yet, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, have the electric blanket fired up tonight. But there's just that kind of you know psychological thing of what 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 you know is coming ahead once you have to turn the uh, heater on. So we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, otherwise um, – I am currently uh, the victim of loom bracelets. Oh, me too. <laughs> yep. So these are um, the latest craze. I think it's already come and gone in the States, but now it's here in Australia. And uh, these are <laughs> these little 
um, bracelets that kids can make out of these little um, plastic bands, and they're called loom bracelets because you make them on a loom. And all I can say is that either whoever invented these did not have arm hair <laughs> or really hates people with arm hair because it's like, Daddy, I made you another one of these, and I'm just like, ow, it hurts even before it goes on. So I've managed... He probably used to care until he uh, rolled around in, you know, wads of $100 bills. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, when they say things like, look, Daddy, I made you one in Aquaman colors, you mm. can hardly, you know, say no. So I'm, I'm wearing them at the moment. And I, I wanted to work and one of my colleagues is like, oh, I've got those too. God, they hurt, don't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 so dads everywhere. Solidarity bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ben? Oh, well, I had a pretty exciting afternoon today. Um, Sounds like in, it. <laughs> in, my, in my lifetime, I've put together my fair share of, um, you know, kids' play equipment and furniture and other such things, and I consider myself to be pretty good with my hands. I'm the son of a tradesman, so, you know, I, I grew up around tools and can use power tools and could probably use a, you know, a welder if my life depended on it and whatnot. But I put together a spring-free trampoline this afternoon. And if I ever meet the man that designed it, I'm going to kick him square in the nuts. <laughs> I have never fought so hard to put something together. It was just insane. Um, the, the instructions are just... Uh, they're actually really good looking instructions. They're just not particularly helpful. So, so they're all, you know, there's plenty of groovy pictures and, but, oh my goodness, it was frustrating. And have so. Have you ever put together a sprung trampoline? Not a sprung. Oh yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I helped someone. So was ago. it worse than that? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, cause this has got the safety netting around it and all that sort of thing. And the netting's got to go on first and, you know, so you can pull it up and over at the end. And in the end, we're getting on YouTube, you know, to see if people are <laughs> putting them together. And, um, and, and as it turns out, it was fairly easy if you just do a few certain things that aren't mentioned anywhere in the instructions. Awesome. And I, I just said to Mrs. Shake, you know, if they just had have mentioned X and Y in, parts five and nine we could have cut like an hour out of the uh the installation time it was just crazy but, yes. um, anyway got there in the end and it looks pretty damn swish and the tadpoles are loving it so that's all that matters sympathies our, yes. our, our um sprung trampoline nearly ended our marriage trying to get that <laughs> together that was because we got like you know a really big one and we Oh, I couldn't even begin to tell you all the debuckles that we had with that, mm. but there were there were tears. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And of course, I don't have the you know I don't have particularly good tolerance at the best of times. So. No, never. And and you know when you when you're outside and you've got these little people with their faces pressed up against the glass and they're yelling, <laughs> "Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet?" You're standing there going, "Does it look ready?" <laughs> <laughs> With my trampolines, I've been very lucky because the kids on my left-hand side, the neighbours, grew up and said, do you want a trampoline? I said, yep. So they threw it over the fence. And then when that, Sensational. When that got uh, worn out, instead of replacing the springs, I threw it out the front. And then within about two weeks, the kids on the other side said, oh, I noticed you threw a trampoline out. Do you, do you want our one? I said, yep. 
So that's that's what I've had to do. Okay. Been very lucky. I've been in a trampoline vortex. Liam, <laughs> to myself to start talking to my neighbours. <laughs> Speaking of instructions, we got a new um, bed head and bed and stuff today, and it was Ooh. yeah, I know it's really nice actually, and. Um, the we knew that it was coming in a couple of pieces, and it's a beautifully hand, made here in Melbourne. You know, gorgeous. But the instruction, I picked up the the sheet, and it says like instructions, and then it says, you know, there are this many bolts and this many screws, and then it has a sentence, and then I flipped over the page, and it was blank. And I was like, oh, those are those are the assembly instructions. <laughs> So, you know, like no pictures, diagrams, and one was definitely needed. Um, but between the four of us, we managed to, um, troubleshoot and get it all done. Hooray. Yeah. So, well, you know, we can do IKEA, we can do anything, but it was just uh, that kind of, and then, and then Janet came in and said, so have you read the instructions? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to take a moment and read it as well? <laughs> just so that we're all super familiar with what we're meant to be doing. It's very educational. <laughs> and next week on the Kids Play Adventure Furniture Network, we'll <laughs> be talking about. <laughs> I know. All right, well, why about we come back and talk about some articulated news? All right. Okay. Doc Terror and hacker battle Centurions Max Ray and Ace McCloud. The Centurions call for more powerful weapons. Energize. Max gets Tidal Blast. Ace gets Orbital Interceptor. They strike back with added firepower. Max by sea. Ace by air. Centurions! Power Extreme! Machine! Figures as shown, other toys sold separately, new from Kenner. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where you discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Scott, what caught your eye this week? Well, first of all, it was the October solicitations from DC Collectibles. Uh, some of these are things that we already knew were coming but are now officially announced and then there's a couple of things that we uh, found out about for the first time um, one of which was a batman 75th anniversary action figure four pack it says set one so this could imply there are other sets and these are all uh figures i think that have been done before um but in um new decos so the first set has a first appearance bob kane new frontier darwin cook hush jim lee batman arkham origins but all in the same kind of color scheme which i think is a bit weird now um, are these figures that have been released by dc collectibles only like uh, I, I don't remember the bob kane one coming out from dc collectibles so none of this is dc direct this is all now, the, yeah, the Bob Kane one is uh, the F Batman first appearance one. Okay. Um, the Darwin Cook one is the New Frontier one. So okay, so they are recycling a couple. Yeah, and the Hush yeah. one, the, the Jim Lee one is the Hush figure. So the only oh, one I'm not 100 percent sure about is the Arkham Origins, but I'm sure that's been done before. So bloody but, lazy sods. Well, yes. I mean, it's a bit of a. I, I'm kind of okay with that i'm more dubious about the color schemes mm. um you know like why if you're going to do a, a four pack and it's a 75th anniversary thing i would have liked to have seen some you know kind of representations of the different 
uh, color schemes that he's worn over the years, but there you go. Uh, Also, on the action figure side, um, something else we knew was coming were the Greg Capullo DC Comics Designer Action Figure Series, and this is the Mr. Freeze Red Hood and Thrasher Suit Batman Deluxe Figure and Catwoman, which we already knew about, but they're now solicited. Um, on something that we didn't know about, uh, are the Justice League Dark, um, Constantine and Zatanna action figures, um, that are based on the Justice League Dark New 52 comic. And, uh, they, I think, look great. Well, they do. I mean, you look, they're fine for what they are. I, I think what I need from DC collectibles now that they are a new entity is just that little extra sentence that says this is the the first pair of a planned eight-figure set. <laughs> you know, you know, just something that kind of says, you know, we, we do actually have a vision for, for you know, doing a, a full lineup or, or something. Hmm. Um, I anyway. don't think they do. No, no well, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you look at something like the, you know, they did three Suicide Squad um, figures and it wasn't yeah. a series, it was just three yep. figures, so... Not yep. Yeah, I don't know where it's going. But I guess the thing that I do like about what they're doing is that they are – all the New 52 stuff is in a very consistent sort of style. And mm. so, you know, it is real universe building. Um, it's just not the universe that we yeah. really want. But, the, but you know, i I got to take my hat off to them. Um, my only quibble with these is that on the Constantine figure – They've done a kind of pushed up sleeve on one side and it looks really wonky. But Yeah. I'm not throwing um the head sculpt is a bit mm, it's not quite the constant. I remember this is cost DC new. Yeah. Um that Zatana's a, a great looking figure and that actually looks a lot like Linda Carter to me. Uh, yeah. Just got that me. Yeah, I agree. Feel well, there about you it. go. Yeah, alright. Cool. Yeah, and then also from DC Collectibles on the statue side, um things we already knew about uh, are now solicited um, the Covergirl's Mirror statue, which is beautiful. That is an absolutely gorgeous sculpt. Like yep. They have completely nailed it. Beautiful. So very yep. excited about that. Um, the DC Icons statue series uh, is not something that is really grabbing me, um, but Aquaman and, and Flash are both solicited here. Um, or Flash, I think, is, is also up for order. There's a Flash bust as well. Um, and uh, the Catwoman Gotham Garage, City Garage statue, which is a Catwoman looking like nothing I've ever seen uh, riding on a motorbike that I've never seen her riding. Mm. It's a beautiful statue. It just yeah. doesn't say Catwoman. No. No. Like, like even the helmet hanging off the back of the seat um, is just a helmet with a couple of pointy ears on it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it looks great. Like, you know, you know, it's got the sex appeal. It's Everything's there. It's just not kind of, you know, not quite feeling it. Yeah. No. Hey, can I ask a quick question about the icons? Have you seen any of these in hand? Yes. Are they the same scale as the cover girls? Yes. Okay. So it's basically the boy equivalent. It is, but it, it, they're very... Dare, dare I say cover boys. Cover boys, yeah. <laughs> um, they're very bland poses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen the um, the Batman and someone else is out. 
maybe cyborg is that out yet i'm not sure but they're, they're very bland poses that's my kind of yawn issue with them mm-hmm. um so but you know i, I guess they're doing something and that's that's good i mean i will certainly get the aquaman because it's a because aquaman and it's a, a new 52 um it's a different version but it's not something that grabs me enough to want to collect them yeah. um the scads on the aquaman one well i the only one that thinks he looks like he's trying to walk to the toilet with a poo in his pants <laughs> yes Thanks, Adam. (laughs) No worries. Uh, Oh, now I see it. Yeah, now now (laughs) I see it. Uh, Look, there's scads here. I'm not going to do all the DC collectible stuff. Um, They're persisting with the Patina stuff, and now we're getting the Green Arrow mini Patina statue. And I'll just reiterate that I don't get the appeal of these at all. Um, But there you go. Obviously, it's a thing. Well, and hopefully Tim Bruckner gets something out of it. Yeah, hopefully, it. for sure. I mean, it's a, such a beautiful statue. The But again, you know, they, they've done the full-size version of this. They did it, they re-released, they released a mini version of this a couple of years ago, and now they're going back to the well again, um, but with Patna, so there you go. Is um, there like a thing where you can, like, rub the rust off? Is <laughs> there like a, an interactive statue? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, also, last thing from DC Collectibles as well is that they have done a revision of the solicitations for Scribblenaut Series 3 and 4 and reduced the number of uh, figures in them. So they were uh, Series 1 and 2, which are out now, are cases of 24 with, I think, like 9 or 10 uh, characters in it. They're, 3 and 4 are now going to be... Um, cases of 18 with eight different figures, which means that some of the previously solicited characters are, whether they're being deferred or not happening, um, but that's a bit of a bummer. Mm. Um, so I, I can see we've lost Mr. Miracle, which is the only one I really care about, uh, but there was a Simon Baz, Green Lantern, a couple of other characters that um, have gone missing as well. Perhaps that means they're going to appear in a future um, series, yeah. but it's a shame to see that that being paired back um so that is that uh i've got some news from figures toy company and these are the people that have been doing all of the remigo uh stuff which um has certainly uh, been very popular the they've announced first of all a 25 piece batman uh tv series crime fighting accessory pack so they've already done the uh figures um from I don't think they've got Catwoman out yet, but they've got Batman, Joker, uh, Riddler, and of course Robin. And now they have a set of accessories coming out, which includes, uh, a lot of fun, uh, references to the, the TV series, like the, the Shakespeare bust that they yeah. use to, <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Um, the little, uh, their little scuba, you know, like under underwater breathing masks, um, different colored batarangs, the bat phone, etc. So, you know, if you want accessories for your remigod, um, Batman and Robin TV figures, there they are. Uh, I, I think that's brilliant. And, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is how come we can get something like this from those guys, yet Mattel couldn't throw us a bone with something similar? Well, mm. anyway, there we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, but then also in, in something really interesting from Figure's um, toy company is that they are doing Superpowers 30th anniversary uh, figures, and uh, these are, it looks like a set of eight uh, that <clears throat> has Superman, Shazam, Aquaman, Green Arrow, uh, Joker, Batman, Robin, and that great superpowers figure, the Riddler. Mm. What? <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the, but the, the cool thing here is that they have an action, their action feature. So they've got the, uh, the, the, the fist punching, um, action feature, which will be really interesting to see. Uh, oh, they've got a switch on the lower back, which throws a fury of one, two punches. <laughs> and then mm. oh, the left arm has a karate kung fu uh, chop. So there you go. And the, the nice thing is that they're on kind of Mego sized uh, superpowers cards. So mm. Mm. Um, that's you know, quite fun. The so good, good for them. And it's great to just to see other players, you know, doing things with these licenses. And then over to uh, a little bit of Marvel news, and my last piece of news is that we've seen uh, the first uh, bit of um, Diamond Select stuff for X-Men Days of Future Past, and it is a Mystique action figure. So this is Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique, and she um, has a oval office uh, set with her, which could be foreboding. Um, and uh, yeah, she looks very Jennifer Lawrence-y and very mystique Yeah, it's a bit of a creepy looking figure. Well, it's, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. It is based off Jennifer Lawrence. So. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I, I've, I've never um, been a fan of the what, what <laughs> they did with Mystique um, for the movies. I just kind of really don't like the whole naked um, scaly thing, but mm. there you go. So, but if you like Jennifer Lawrence and you like Mystique in her movie form, then you're going to be able to get a diamond select action figure of her. And that is my news. Sweet. Very nice. Very nice. Justin, you've got some big news for us. <laughs> big see news. I, see, yes. what I, see what I did there? Highly amusing. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I thought that was an awesome intro, man. Okay, now I have to pepper salt all up again. Gentle Giant this week have announced that they are going to release in their long line of the upscaled 3.75-inch uh, figures in this new 12-inch format. It's going to be the TIE Fighter. Uh, sorry, the Imperial TIE Fighter um, from Empire Strikes Back. Now... This continues along. They just upscale them, and they, they look pretty good and impressive. I've seen a few on card, and they are quite nice to look at. They do look good, yeah. They do, they do. And I can imagine in a collecting in a collection they would look good uh, stacked next to each other. This bad boy is going to set you back 80 smackaroonies. comes with a pistol as well. Um, and we know they're 12-inch, and this one is going to be released in the first quarter of 2015. Now, given that most six-inch action figures uh, are creeping towards twenty bucks now, it's mm. probably not a bad deal for that much plastic in in the scheme of things. Yeah, and they're basically rotocast, aren't they? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, it's also it's not just the. Um, I think what you're really paying for here is not just the figure, but the. Um, the, the packaging is just lovely. 
you know, that, cause it's the kind of oversized, uh, you know, original card and it comes in a nice kind of plastic bubble. Um, you know, so it's, it's quite, really quite a nice thing to collect, but they're huge. Like by the time you get the card in there, they're pretty big. Yeah. Uh, and you can imagine a collection on card is the way that these things would be collected, mm. I guess, and stored. Yes. <laughs> I well, concur. <laughs> you agree. I agree that you agree. Yes. Yeah. Is probably going to get Ben a little bit excited. Uh-oh. From Diamond Select, Mini Mates have finally landed with Godzilla, the Series 1, the box set. We have Mothra, Gigan, Titantosaurus, and Godzilla himself. Now I checked for the price of these. They're only $17.99, and Big Bad Toy Store have them up on uh, sale at the moment. And, I mean, they look fantastic. I think uh, Mothra is the standout for me. Um, so, and I guess Mini Mates Master of License following Funko. T- approximately yep. two inches tall. Yeah, two inches tall. That's so, I mean, it, it still manages to look like the, uh, the different characters. To. Yeah, like, yeah. which is pretty um, clever. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, it's kind of interesting of all the ones there – the one that I like the least is the Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, because he just doesn't look um, Godzilla. What do you think, Ben? I actually don't <laughs> mind them. I think they're fun. I don't think they actually look like mini-mates at all. Um, they're so far away from being a mini-mate that, you know, it's, it's novel enough for me to pick up. So, <laughs> what, sorry, Justin, how much did you say they were? Seventeen ninety nine from Big Bad at the moment. Oh, that's a steep. Is it a set of US, four? Sorry. Is, that, it, is that, it a set that, of four? Set, yeah. Okay. Yes, set of four. Wow. That's just, they're just giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. they're not. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so my next piece of news might be the end of civilization as we know it. Because uh, <laughs> Funko have got their hands on the Sharknado license. Oh, my God. And believe it or not, oh. in June of this year, we're going to get a Sharknado pop final figure. Um. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about all I can really say about it. It's, it does it's look quite good. cute looking. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I guess they own everything now, so it's good. Yeah. yeah. Keep on pumping on. No, if no there's one's an gonna, audience, why no, not make it? Yeah. No one's going to make the jumping the shark analogy? I will. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait till the Fonzie ones come out. <laughs> and would you believe it? There's more news from Funko this week. So they've got their hands on the Arrested Development license, um, which in its own right was a fantastic show, pretty much underrated, I guess, in in Australia. It was uh, shown on SBS at some ungodly hour. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the, the Blue family and uh, Tobias Funk there is represented as well. Um, is it uh, George Michael? He comes with a little... Uh, banana on a stick which is i found to be quite a cute <laughs> accessory but it's a bit of a sausage factory at the moment none of the female uh, represented and these guys will be out in june of this year as well you know and- i think they they really have lost it now i think oh, really? <laughs> it's now look yeah okay look it's a great it's show and everything but yeah. you look at those pop vinyls and you just go who's that if, if if you if you saw that shot and you had no text to go with it, you wouldn't be able to put that towards a license. You'd just be going, I have no idea. It just looks like a guy. But that's I guess that's the the beauty of this model that they've come across is that 
there are people that might never have heard of Funko who love Arrested Development who would go, oh my God, they're making toys. Great. You know, like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it is a, and they can recycle a great deal. I'm like, you know, it is, it's bloody clever. You know, I look at it because we cover this stuff all the time and I look at it from a more holistic um, angle and it's hard not to kind of get, uh, jaded um but i think that's just the beauty of the the thing that they've stumbled upon is that this stuff is everywhere you can you know it's highly accessible and people will buy it if they love the particular property yeah yeah fair enough yeah good good call of course it is i said it no no that's right that's why i'm giving you credit oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) next bit of news is from revoltech it's a mini four-inch Metal Gear Solid Snake figure. Uh, now, this thing for its size is pretty special. The articulation mm. is overflowing. We get two sets of hands. From the picture, and it's hard to see, it looks like there may be, do you guys reckon it's two heads or something else to do with the eyes that can move at this yeah, scale? Yeah, yeah. I, I interesting. I, it must be swap out heads, I think. Yeah, it'd have to be. Uh, this is going to be released in July of this year and approximately for $25 US. And I think I may have to own this. Oh. It is uh, too good to pass up. To get that uh, articulation, yeah, at, uh, yeah, at four inch, it's impressive. That's an insane articulation. I mean, the one that gets me is, um, you know, often when you lay an action figure down, there's no way you can get their head up high enough mm. to get them into a sniping position. I suppose, yeah. And, you know, there he is in that position. That, um, how how often do you lay your action figures down, Ben? Oh, well, I mean, given the ones that fall over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they do it themselves. Uh-huh. Fig, figure match. Uh-huh. Like, even the one where he's checking his earpiece, like he's, mm. he's squatting down. Like, that's that's great. That's how you sell an action figure. Yeah, like, definitely. R- right, right there with that, that's mm. just, that, that's how you do it. You imagine um, a Marvel line at this at this uh, <laughs> point of it, articulation. That'd be uh, pretty impressive. We can dream. Uh, yeah. I'd be poor. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. outstanding. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right, Mr. Adam. Thank you, thank you. So the first thing I found when I was having a bit of a look around was um, that there's a team-up between NASA and a company called Little Bits, and they're producing, yeah, <laughs> It's not the most flattering day of the company, but, but they're putting together um, essentially an electronics kit um, for kids, which I think is kind of cool, um, and essentially all the the parts snap together by magnets um, and the charge goes through the part. Uh, it goes for $189 if you want to build things like miniature Mars rovers or satellites, um, and there's five NASA lesson plans. I'd, I'd be all over this if I was a kid. No, this Me is too. the stuff I enjoyed playing with. And um, Eli's not with us this evening, but um, this sounds like the sort of thing that he likes to muck around with with his um, his boy. So I mm. yep. wonder if that would be something he'd be interested in. But yeah, I that's, won, that's pretty groovy. I won yeah. a U6 uh, science competition by taking the motor out of a uh, model kit and attaching it to a D-Vol battery and putting a ruler, which I painted, and making into an electronic electronic fan. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. So nice. this is right up my alley. This is great. <laughs> wow. Uh, very nice. It went downhill from there. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> we've got an announcement uh, from Lego that from the 30th of April, they will no longer be partnering with Kusu, uh, which mm. is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, mm. They intend to replace that partnership with Lego, have this uh, Lego Ideas, I think they're calling it, um, it's a new in-house platform. It looks like it's going to function in pretty much the exact same way. I guess the difference will be that uh, they will own everything about it, yeah. whereas Kusu they didn't own. Uh, the other major difference will be if a project is um, unsuccessful to, as far as reaching 10,000 supporters in a year or before reaching the review stage, uh, it expires. You work with Teresa Minute, but you have to start from scratch. Mm. So mm. you essentially have got to get 10,000 supporters within a year. Boom. Yeah. So that's yeah. a bit of a pity, but there you go. I, I I'm, didn't realise that LEGO didn't own Kusu. I wasn't sure about it, but Kusu was never under the lego.com website, so that okay. was probably the giveaway there. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, Dis- yeah. Disappointing. Bummer. Moving on to my final bit of news and um, something that I'm sure will make absolutely no sense to the rest of you is uh, SH Figure Arts have announced yet another Sailor Scout. Uh, this time we're getting Sailor Saturn. Uh, she's meant to hit stores in September in the US. Uh, she will have... Oh, so she's the standard, you know, 13-centimeter Figure Arts kind of figure. Uh, she'll go for about $44 US. Uh, comes with swap out heads, swap out faces. Comes with her fearsome weapon, the Silence Glaive, uh, and we'll have a display stand, etc. Per the rest of the Sailor Scouts. So there you go. For those of you that know nothing about her, she's available in September. Now we've been talking about these for a while now, Adam. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems like every couple of months we're talking about a different planet. Um, yep. So does that mean that we started talking about these right at the beginning? Because we're going to run out of planets soon. So what happens then? Uh, so eventually, I'm just trying to think. So there's Sailor Moon, Mars. Yeah, I think there is pretty much one for the whole solar system. And I think after that, that's pretty much it. Unless you know, it's not going to bad guys. But. You know what I really don't get about the whole thing is that, like, what the hell's Moon compared to the rest of these? Where's Sailor Earth? There isn't one from memory. Well, but, the same, but it's the Moon Kingdom or something from memory. Mm. Yeah. But there's Good. no Sailor Earth. Can't believe no. you didn't know that. Me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> sl- slack on my Sailor Moon knowledge. Uh, anyway, before it comes down to fisticuffs. Yeah, so, I mean, in other words, the thing to take away from this is they've got past the main four girls and uh, they're going to keep going. Okay. Cool. There you go. Are you getting all of these? Uh, I'll consider what I do after I get the main four and I probably will keep going because, you know, I have issues with stopping doing things. Yeah, yeah, like the rest of us, fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, Very good. All right. Well, I guess I'd better throw in my uh, share of news and uh, my first one is that the... Fantastic um, Bandai SH Monster Arts line uh, is chugging along nicely, but they've announced the release of a couple of, um, I guess they're just calling them Godzilla effect parts. And uh, these are exactly what they sound. These are little packs of bits that you can add onto your existing figures. Uh, We've done a couple of reviews of these figures and... 
Um, I've actually talked about how that they come with little stands so that you can support um, their effects, so Godzilla's atomic breath and things like that. Um, and this is more of the same, only now you get little explosions to put on the end of the breath. There's little sort of semi-demolished buildings uh, and those sorts of things. Um, they're not cheap uh, by any means. They looks like they've got a... a price of about 60 US dollars but if you have a bit of a look around I'm sure you'll find them through some of the, um, the actual Japanese dealers like Hobby Link Japan for a little bit um, cheaper. So these are due to arrive in around September 2014 um, so checking your online retailers now. Um, I'm really enjoying this series um, but for this kind of price I probably won't get um, I won't be getting these anytime soon. I don't have mine set up in as a you know diorama type display. Mine are just sort of sitting on assorted shelves and whatnot. So um, you know it does appeal to me, but for that kind of price um, and without the display space, I'll, I'll probably be passing on those. You missed out on getting the. I think it was the first release of the Godzilla figure that had the atomic breath, didn't you, Ben? Yeah, I did. So that okay. one is tempting me, but the one with all the little tanks and planes and stuff, um, not so much. Yep. So keep an eye out. All right. Well, moving on, uh, we've been talking a few weeks now about the Amazing Heroes uh, Kickstarter project, the, the little sort of four-and-a-half-inch figures. They've revealed quite a few now, the Black Terror. Um, there was a Kickstarter exclusive figure that was hidden in shadow, and the little hint that they gave us was Champion of Mars. And I said, well, you know, that's obviously going to be John Carter. Turns out it's not John Carter. It's oh. Champion of Mars. Uh, so uh, I think yeah, this is that weird situation where uh, you can avoid copyright issues by not using the actual copyrighted name. Now, I have no idea how this works, and I'm sure Marvel and DC wouldn't put up with it, but I know, for example, Dynamite is producing a Tarzan comic, but the word Tarzan is not mentioned anywhere. Um, the, com the comic is actually called Lord of the Jungle, and he's not named in the comics so um they do actually get around it and i think that's what they've done here because it's clearly um john carter so Sneaky. Mm, yeah interesting so and i think that means we've got one figure left to reveal i thought john carter was public domain well i mean it's edgar rice burrows so it's yeah, pretty old well, you know, does that mean Tarzan is public domain? I don't think it is. I think there's an Edgar Rice Burroughs okay, yeah. estate. So. Yeah. so anyway, um, yeah, one figure left, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that before we know it. Get along to Kickstarter and support that if it floats your boat. <laughs> um, in my next bit of news, uh, our buddies at NECA have um, been working with their uh, horror lines again, and this time they've released a... Friday the 13th, part two, Jason Voorhees clothed figure. Now, I'm not sure what clothed? that is. Clothed? Because he's what pretty is... much been clothed in every movie that he's been in. I think this must be a thinly veiled reference to the fact that he actually has fabric clothing. Uh-huh. As opposed to being a sculpted plastic figure. Okay. So it's not that they're going to be doing a swimsuit edition one. No. <laughs> so, Damn it. Um, yeah, so this is Jason as he appeared in Friday the 13th Part 2, and if you know your Friday the 13th films, you'll know that Jason didn't actually wear the hockey mask until Part 3. Um, so this is him when he was just getting around with a bag over his head and uh, with one hole in it sort of looking out. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, he picks up 
Yeah. I have seen zero of these films, so there you go. Yeah, actually pretty good. Uh, three and four are good value. Um, yeah, so anyway, this looks pretty nifty. Again, it's out September 2014. Um, it comes with a few extras, like a pickaxe, a pitchfork, and uh, all the assorted implements he uses to um, murder stupid American teenagers. Um, not much more to talk about that one. I don't have... It says it's a blister card packaging with a removable protective clamshell and custom illustrated artwork, but no price. <laughs> on um, yeah, look, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, even as a fan of Jason, I don't know that I'd actually go down the path. I'm pretty, um, pretty set with my hockey mask version. So, but yeah, anyway, looks good. And uh, obviously, thinking outside the box. Um, and speaking of that particular line, it looks like they've also gone ahead and done a representation of the um, the Iron Maiden. Um, what do you call him? Uh, Icon, I guess. They're, 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 anyway, Eddie is the masthead for the band and has featured on all of their album covers in different guises. And this one is um, inspired by the artwork from the Power Slave album, which I remember buying in about 1984. Mascot. Mascot, yeah. thank you. No worries. That's what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so Eddie's all bandaged up and he's got his uh, his chains on, which he's biting through. He comes with an interchangeable head. Um, you can switch out there. Um, again, September 2014. Gosh, that takes me back. I bought that album 30 years ago. Oh, man. I'm old. Mm. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and in our last bit of news, uh, Scott and I had a bit of a chat about this last week, and that was the sideshow, The Incredible Hulk, premium format statue. Um, We mentioned how this was actually a line of three figures that they were producing, and the first was the Red Hulk. It's essentially the same body. They're just putting um, different strides on him and uh, a swap-out head. Strides is an Aussie slang for pants. Um, I wasn't immediately taken with the statue when I saw the head. Um, It just wasn't selling it. But uh, with the solicitation that came out this week for the pre-order, we saw the Sideshow exclusive swap-out head, which is uh, more of a classic Hulk uh, visage, and I was immediately taken with it. Yay. I was um, really impressed with that that swap-out head. The yeah, swap-out me too. Um, much, much preferred over the more modern one. I think with the more modern one, the hair wasn't selling me, but the uh, the classic has got more of that, you know, classic cabbage head. And that, that swap-out head is the exclusive, is that? It is, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, that, that I was immediately taken with that. Uh, what I wasn't taken with was the price. Um, <laughs> this, it is 550 US. Um now, the only reason I ended up uh, clicking on the Sideshow banner uh, ad on the AFB forum website um, before I ordered mine was because I, I checked my reward points and I haven't actually spent any in quite some time and so um, I had enough to cover the um, the 10% deposit um, with some left over. So by the time um, a few more of my statues ship. Uh, I should have some more reward points. So um, I think probably 25 to 30% of this statue will be paid for by reward points. So I went ahead and hit the button. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, like I said last week with the Thor, you know, I'm, even though I'm, I'm not going to miss out on these because I know that, you know, they're not going to come along 
that often, and as soon as they sell out, they start increasing in price. So, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think it was a coincidence that the Thor and Hulk statues were solicited so close together no. because I think if you get one, you're immediately going to go, damn it, I wish I had have got Thor to match him up against the Hulk. Yeah. So I'm very keen for that one. And, hey, what do you know? Uh, my final, pa- um, what do you call it, payment plan billing date is early December. So, uh, you know. This one could be uh, carried in by Santa. Yeah, if it actually comes out on time. Well, there's that, of course. So <laughs> we'll probably be talking about this in April 2015. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, our, um, as our toy of the week. That's right. Episode 180-something. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that wraps up the news, unless anyone's got anything else. No. All right, well, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Hey, hey, Engineer Nerd here with another crime-busting instalment of Name That. When laughs we left, we heard this action-packed clip. He glows in the dark. He's specially armed. And he's free. Free with three groups of purchase from any... You guessed that this was a mail-away offer for a RoboCop Night Fighter figure? You'd be correct. And, uh, you know, I kind of sense a mail-in, mail-away theme going on here. So uh, keep those proofs of purchase handy. And speaking of keeping proofs of purchase handy, if you got that right, you, of course, got a uh, point in the forum, probably. Hmm... So, anyway, we'll move on to this week's sound. An evil enemy bent on destruction, and so sinister he's not available in any store, but by any... And we'll play that one more time for you. An evil enemy bent on destruction, and so sinister he's not available in any store, but by any... That's right. You know, if you get that right, come on over to AFBforum.com. That's AFBforum.com. Friendliest toy forums on the web and everywhere else. And, uh, you know, if you get these right, you get a point, And those points can be uh, added up and maybe you get to send away for something cool like a, a glow-in-the-dark Scott action figure one of these days. That'd be really cool. Um, oh, what's that? No. Oh. Apparently the glow-in-the-dark plastic we're using kills um, small animals and lab testing so um that might be back on the drawing board for a while anyway if you'd rather play the picture version come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on tuesdays and thursdays where we play the picture version you know you look at a picture and you guess which is sometimes easier than listening because you can take more time at work to do it and uh you don't have to put it on the speakers or on your headphones so anyway come on over to afb forum and leave your guesses for either the picture or the audio versions and get points this is Engineer Nerd saying peace out. When darkness falls, justice shines through. It's Robocop Night Fighter. He glows in the dark. He's specially armed. And he's free. Free with three groups of purchase from any Robocop and the Ultra Police figures. Details on package. This offer will end. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments. Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. And we're going to find out just what Justin thinks 
of the Masters of the Universe Blade figure. Okay, thank you, Ben. So, as you just mentioned, I'll be talking about the Masters of the Universe Classics Blade figure. Now, this is this month's uh, subscription figure. So, what are we in? April 2014. So, the company, as everyone knows, is Mattel. Now, this is a six-inch action figure, and he costs $25 if you're part of the sub, and I think on Matty now, he may even be sold out, but he was uh, 27 if you didn't have a sub. Now, some people might be saying, who the hell is Blade? The Blade <laughs> came out later in the line. He was a figure released at the same time as the movie came out. He is a movie character that did make it to the vintage line, but it happened when the vintage line was really dying down in about 86, 87. So he's quite hard to get as a vintage figure on the secondary market, but he is available on eBay. There's a, quite a few listings for him at the moment. Now, as of all of these Master of the Universe Classics figures, it comes in a clamshell package. Um, now, with that, nothing's changed since 2009. It's good for uh, mint-on-card collectors because it's quite pristine and it's quite uh, nice to have a collection that is all the same, I guess. Now, once again, stock standard uh, packaging. It has a bio on the back and also lists characters that have been previously released. So I am not a Minton card collector, so to me it's not collector-friendly. Once the clamshell is open, the figure comes out, and that's it. Yep. Now, moving on to the sculpt, this is where it uh, really comes along leaps and bounds from the vintage figure. It is quite good this time around. There's a few differences, The mainly with the armour. So the armour, especially the shoulder, has some new raised pieces, the obviously the head sculpt because it's done by the four horsemen is quite good this time around if you look at the pictures that are provided there sort of a cross between this time around anyway flash has those uh, ear figures and sort of like a a pirate come warrior is the Uh best way to explain it like a barbarian now the sculpt on this once they've They've done the chainmail from the previous uh, vintage figure. This time around, it's quite intricate, and the detail is right there. This um, part of the armour comes off. It's a separate piece that can be taken off. A few things they've borrowed from the vintage figure once again. He has raised sort of arm rockets on a gauntlet. Um, He has raised blades on his thigh, another part that's different from the vintage figure. He has now has lines on his boot cuffs, uh, which are jagged, I guess, keeping on the lines of the blade sort of uh, theme. The chest piece is more pronounced on this figure. The sculpting on the chainmail is really good. The the other gauntlet that he has on his right arm is quite good as well. And the face sculpt, once I just already mentioned that as well, but it's, it's quite good this time around. There's a scar over his left eye where there's an eye patch, and he also has a chin strap on a bold noggin. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving along to paint for me, uh, it is pretty good. It's quite even. The colour scheme doesn't differentiate too much between the, the vintage figure. The paint is quite nice. I have some overspray on the boots, and it's silver, so it looks like it was meant to continue on from the chainmail, and it's just missed its mark a little bit. Um, articulation, stock standard uh, Masters of the Universe classic articulation. The If you want to pose him, the chest piece is quite bulky and it can restrict movement, especially obviously around the ab crunch area. 
But other than that, you can get him in quite good poses with his legs. Everything moves fine. There's no stuck pieces. Arms and legs all move well. Um, moving on to posability, I guess he is quite posable, like I mentioned, in the arms and legs, but you're going to have trouble getting him in any sort of fighting stance with that bulky uh, chest armor piece. But moving from the vintage figure onto this one, he's quite a fun figure and a welcome addition for me because I had him as a kid and I like Blade, even though he was short-lived. He's sort of like an an adversary for He-Man in the movie. He gives him a bit of uh, Blade action, <laughs> so he's up to his name a little bit. The accessory that Blade comes with, as you quite would imagine, he comes with two swords. Now, the swords also have sort of sheathy clip things that they go into on either side of his hips. He also comes with a laser whip, and I can't remember if the laser whip was in the movie or it's just a throw-in. I really can't remember. That's a forgettable movie on sort of every level. <laughs> uh, now, that's really a... It's 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 nice. It's a nice figure. There's not really much more to add. I've seen it in the in the proto in the prototype. It sort of loses a few little things as normally figures do. The shading and the paint apps are a bit, I guess, duller in the in the final process. But moving on to Dolly rating, I can't go past or give it less than any better an eight point five for me. It's it's a nice um, addition to the classics line. That is high praise from you. Yeah. I mean, I can't, just because people don't like the character or whatever, I can't give it any points less for that. It's based on the actual figure itself. And a, a solid 8.5 for Blady. Nice. So I love it when Z-grade characters get their day in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so is this one that... You know, you've got quite the familiarity with the property. So, um, you know, a lot of the time you've, you've reviewed figures in the past and you've given us backgrounds, uh, and all that sort of thing. So is this a figure you've sort of known all along that would show up eventually? Yes. I'm a bit surprised it's come out before a few heavy hitters like Ninja is meant to come out as well and, uh, Rio Blast, but Rio Blast has been confirmed. Ninja, not yet. I knew, I guess, one day it would come out, which opens the door now for movie figures as well. We have Sawrod and Gwildor, who was used in the movie instead of Orko because they couldn't they couldn't access funds to make a flying uh, <laughs> puppet appear in the movie, so they had to use a guy, a midget in, in a suit. So, so yeah, Fair I mean, enough. yeah, and they'll they'll also be welcome additions. They deserve their place. As long as everyone else as well. Yeah. Now, Scott, you you were getting the subs for quite some time. Have you abandoned all hope? Or oh yeah, I I didn't um sub for Masters of the Universe this year. Yeah. Um. So the end. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll live vicariously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping for the end. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind the end <laughs> to be soon. If they had an end to the road plan, I wouldn't be too unhappy. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of figures, and there's a new um, addition to the sub as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still fun. I still find it fun. The few things I would have m- wouldn't have mind getting the the grayscale, but for the pri- uh, castle grayscale, it is. But for the price, I just wasn't going to um, mm. pony up for that. But I still enjoy collecting the figures. Very good. Fair enough. Mm, good stuff. All right. Well, that wraps up the toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh no, it's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Thwack! Time to get out of here. 
Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures, out now. Well, we're all here because we collect, and feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And I think I'm going to throw it over to, well, Adam, what's new? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> uh, despite how long it's been since I've been on the show last, I think the only thing that I've gotten is a Tamiya uh, Mini Cooper model um, and the paints and supplies for building that. So that started from um, when we went over to the Grand Prix. We caught up with a couple of friends, um, one of whom was dead set keen on painting a, the, one of the Mark Webber Red Bull Formula 1 cars. Um, and so he wanted to get a bunch of us doing model painting so that we could work out how to paint models properly and <laughs> learn how to paint models. So he sent me the Fair mini enough. model, which I don't know how much that cost, and then today I went and spent like 120 bucks on supplies for painting it. Yeah, yeah, that, that can add up very, very quickly. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And, and I, I am truly addicted to model-making equipment. Like I have... I have probably 50 or 60 paint brushes. I have about 12, 12 billion paints. Um, I have various putties from green stuff to milliput and everything in between. I have all the files and sculpting tools you can imagine, but I can still walk into like a model shop and go, <laughs> ah, that's an interesting tool. I've never seen that before. Sure, I'll pay $16 for that one tool to do that one specific thing that I'll do rarely. Like I just... <laughs> I can't help it. It's like, oh, I, I need scalpel blades. I've, I've yeah. probably only got about 40, you know. So, oh, dear. Oh, yeah, I'm shocking. Absolutely yeah. shocking. I think the most outrageous thing that I paid for was like nine bucks for decal sheets so you can just print your own decals. Oh, yes, but did you get the um, Did you get the spray, the, the decal bonder? No. <laughs> there's actually a spray that once the um the thing comes out of your inkjet printer you actually spray it with this decal spray and it stops the ink from um, running like bleeding and okay so it, uh, and it also stops the decal from cracking as well okay we'll have to get that as well then. <laughs> but yeah i also avoided getting myself a um, an air compressor and airbrush Oh, yes, that's... um. Because oh, I was look. kind of going, I'll see whether I'm actually going to continue doing this before I spend, you know, two and a half, or 250 bucks or more. I think I've only ever painted two customs that didn't involve spraying. Like, okay. I, I will spray everything if I can. I'm just... I'm the opposite. I've got to have that paint brush on the thing, but that comes from painting, painting as well. <laughs> yeah. I just find spraying just... It's, it's not only is it easy, but it's consistent and... Um, yeah. Yeah, very good. Outstanding. All right. Mr. Scott, what about you? Well, I received my Batman Premium Format statue that we will be talking about in the discussion. And something else I bought recently was the a new version of the CoverGirls Batgirl statue. Um, well publicized that I never bought the... Uh, original one because I really didn't like the dumb sexist pose. I love it. I know, but you're, <laughs> I think that just, what else needs to be said? Um, and, uh, but I, in, uh, from looking at the, the pictures, I was a bit worried about this statue that it looked a little bit out of proportion to me, like the head was a bit small. Uh, but in person, it's actually a great statue. I'm really, it, it is the new 52 costume, but I don't mind. Um, and it, uh, fits really nicely with, um, some of the existing stuff. I, I have this issue with the, the bases on these new, 
uh, Covergirl's um, things. A, mm. they're so um, different from the Adam Hughes ones that it really makes them stand out um, more than they would otherwise um, as different. But B, I just think it's a bit naff, the little kind of oval thing that they've done. But I actually am surprised by how much I really like this particular statue. So, um, and, and I also bought zero, uh, blind bag minifigures this week. Ooh, Yay, the, uh, me. Oh. Simpsons will be in stores in the next week or two. So. Uh, I, I can, that doesn't really, I, I'm talking about my kind of developing, uh, Marvel mystery minis, etc. addiction. Um, oh, but you know what I did get is I got some new, uh, little display shelf things that I'm going to put up here in the AFB studio ah, to, to display yes. s- smaller things on. Um, I got three of them. They're, uh, Ikea shelf things, of course, and, uh, they go on the wall. And, uh, Mrs. Scotty and I set out to do the three of them the other night and, uh, you know, I got, I got all the, um, whatchamacallit, you know, what do you put in the wall before you put the screws in? The mm, Plugs. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, got, you know, whacked all the plugs in, in, in no problem, all the, did all the measuring, everything, and then uh, <laughs> we did one um, shelf and it took so long that we were like, I've got to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two are still lying on the floor here, so <laughs> I guess they'll get up eventually. Um, but, yeah, it's for some, you know, smaller non-breakable things because it's not protected by glass, but just something fun. Yeah. Um, so that's where my little Marvel mystery minis, etc., are going to end up if uh, they ever get off the floor. Yeah. Very that's, nice. Yay. Very nice. All right, Justin. Okay, just uh, continuing on my Master of the Universe Classics theme. I talked about, I spoke about Blade uh, before. Also got Goatman. He's a very thank dem- God. I, I love that name. Oh, just, me too. Uh, I love the name. It just cracks me up. God, and he's yeah. quite demonic looking. I really like the look of him. He's um, quite good. He came from a Lady Bird book back in the eighties. He never made it to filmation or any other piece of uh, media. It was just in one little Lady Bird book in England from memory, <laughs> UK. Anyway, huh. moving on. We had the, the early access, uh, Lucky and Cal as well. They're from Princes of Power line. Uh, like I said, just collecting all of it. So they fit in the collection somewhere, preferably at the back near the <laughs> Star Sisters, whatever they were called. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's all I got. And that's all I've gotten for a little while now. I have to, uh, delve back into some more. 1970s Marvel, I think. I have to do some more research and see what's out there to get some uh, floppies happening. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the Invaders or something like that. Then you're going to get all secretive again and not tell us what you're collecting, right? Yeah, Um, that's right. You'll pick up other more issues of the, uh, you know, not mentioned series. That's it. Don't want people out there picking them up and driving up the prices. Mm. (laughs) Well, Defenders before the TV show hits. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be interest. Mm. That's right. They're doing a TV show? Yeah, uh, Netflix. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. they're doing some characters on a single run basis and then combining them all together to become the Defenders from memory. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And that's nice. it. Yeah. yeah, very good. Very good. 
All right, well, that just leaves me, and uh, not much for me this week other than I gave in and picked up the Iron Man pop vinyl. Uh, I talked about picking up Captain America and not picking up the Hulk because of a really bad paint job. But, um, yeah, I came across a an Iron Man with a pretty good um, paint apps, so I picked him up to add to the collection. And, yeah, I don't think I'll go bananas and, and grab them all at once, but uh, every few weeks I might just pick up another one since um, those early Marvel ones are in their sort of really classic styling so yeah good looking figure very good yeah so that's it all right well if no one has any other items to report it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe what is this bizarro world Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, complete fail action figure, or something much, much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott. So over to you. Thank you, Ben. Uh, We mentioned last week that we had seen the preview of the Sideshow Collectibles Green with Envy Poison Ivy variant premium format figure. (gasps) That's a long (laughs) title. Uh, And this week, like the Hulk, we saw the full solicits, and as expected, it is the green skin uh, Poison Ivy. We wondered if there would be any other differences to the original statue, and there are. The uh, original statue came with some Venus flytrappy type uh, evil plants with scary teeth and um, evil grins, etc. And the exclusive uh, had a even bigger one. Um, and uh, they've they've gotten rid of those this time around and included something a little bit different. <laughs> and uh, I, I I know that I'm sure the aim was you know more evil looking plants, but uh, they've gone a little bit heavy on the stamen. (laughs) We've got a couple of uh, uh, evil but rather um, phallic-looking flowers here (laughs) uh, that uh, are highly developed in the stamen area. And, uh, yeah, it's probably just that I have a dirty mind and whatever, but the minute I saw those, I was like, whoa, penis flowers. (laughs) so, so they're actually nightshades, and they actually look like that <laughs> in in nature. Not not so graphic or enhanced, but uh, is this because of your botany background, or are you reading some kind of a press release? Me? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, a bit of both. <laughs> oh, God. The, the both. purple and yellow nightshade that I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just having a little um, Google image search of nightshades here. The, the, these uh, poison ivy ones are obviously like the um, nightshades that have uh, replied to some interesting spam you know, <laughs> for, like, you know, extend your stamen uh, <laughs> by massive amounts. Um, so I just think... Yeah, they're they they're actually really good looking in terms of you know they're interesting, they're well sculpted, etc. Um, but they're they're really penisy. Yeah, and I think they're they're far inferior to the um, little shop of horrors type ones that we got with the uh, the first version of the statue. Yeah, so I mean, good on them for doing something different with this besides the the paint. 
Um, you know, that's to be commended because it feels less phoned in. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a double edge to this red card. The, um, main bit of it is the penis flowers, but, uh, the other bit is that, you know, it's like we talked about in our discussion last week. I think it's a real shame to do these repaints of these really expensive collectibles, um, as kind of unknown afterthoughts, um, and not upfront. Um, and this is a, this is a really, I think perfect example of the kind of thing that we're talking about, um, that there are people out there that would have a very strong preference for the green skinned poison ivy. And it's fair enough when you're talking about this sort of price point that you might think, well, this is the only chance I'm going to get to get a premium format. So they didn't do the green skin one, but oh, well, um, I'll just buy it. And, uh, if I was a green skin poison ivy fan, um, I would be, uh, annoyed even before I saw the penis flowers, yeah, they wouldn't help. And you know, we talked about this last week in our discussion topic when we sort of bantered a bit about premium format statues. But what do you think the chances are that Sinestro will come out in his classic sort of black and blue and purpley, you know? Oh, that would really annoy me. That would annoy the crap out of me. But I also noticed that the statue is actually called Sinestro, Sinestro Cause Premium Format Statue. Uh-huh. So uh, if they did that, I'd be pretty darn peed. Yes. Anyway. Uh-huh. Well. Thanks for that happy thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give you a red card just for making me worried about that. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up after that, a well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. It's Catwoman. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Catwoman's trap. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Catwoman's in. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, for our discussion topic this week, we're talking about premium format statues again. And uh, in the previous episode, 113, Scott and I had a bit of a fireside chat about the world of premium format statues. Hold on, it was an armchair chat before. Now it's a fireside. Make up your mind. Uh, Well, we were sitting around the fire sipping brandy while we discussed uh, the world of premium format statues. And we're here again, uh, revisiting the concepts because you've received a uh, little item in the mail this week. Yeah, just a small one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, tonight we are talking about the sideshow Batman, a premium format statue. And, uh, when I got mine, um, not so long ago, uh, I sent assorted photos to Scotty and said, Oh my God, Oh my God, etc." But, um, yeah, tell us about your, uh, your little acquisition. Well, my story actually starts with this sad story that is the story of how I originally ordered the Sancho exclusive version of this, uh, which is what you have, and uh, then lost it in the great sideshow and credit card fiasco of 2014, uh, 13 actually, uh, in which I had to cancel my credit card and both Mattel and Sideshow managed to stuff up and cancel orders on me, even though they communicated to me that they wouldn't. Um, but I got over it. 
and uh, I and now I really don't care. I got the <laughs> I've got the uh, the um, the premium format. I had it delivered uh, to my office on Thursday, and ended up having to take it partially out of the box just to convince them that I hadn't actually had a person shipped to me <laughs> uh, because the box is so bloody big. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I actually found mine sitting on my front step. Oh, my gosh. Which was uh, a little bit distressing. There was no one home at the time, and FedEx, uh, who do a wonderful job, had left it by the front door. Uh, And I I was also blown away by the size, and we'll talk about why in in a minute, but, um, you know, to put things in perspective, uh, I've had some big statues shipped, like the Sideshow Premium Format Colossus, uh, and and this box is far and away the the biggest oh, absolutely. Uh, statue box, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that. So, um, look, we'll uh, start off by kicking off a, a few details. Uh, this uh, this was solicited quite some time ago. Um, this is what the fifth piece in the the DC line so far from Sideshow. Fourth, fourth, yeah, fourth. Huh. So we've had Joker, Poison Ivy. Green Lantern. And then Batman. No, Batman. And then Superman's... Ah, ah, yes, yes. On his way. Yep. On his way. Yep. Um, yeah, so this is obviously quite the uh, the centrepiece and uh, obviously people who are collecting this line uh, have been waiting you know, with bated breath to see how the first of uh, the Trinity, um, you know, was, was going to, to look. And so, of course, we first saw this um, previewed at San Diego and it pretty much blew everybody away, um, then enthusiastically clicked on the pre-order from Sideshow. Um it was solicited quite some time ago and, and is only now shipped now. This is shipped back in, uh, sorry, this was solicited at $400, US, um, which I think is probably one of the last times we'll see a sub-400. Yeah. Um, this seems to be the, uh, the new norm heading up that way. Um, now, it says it's limited to 7,500, but um, I don't know whether that's the case, certainly for the, the exclusive. Anyway, I, I actually can't remember what number mine is, and I don't particularly want to turn it upside down, so I, uh, I shan't. <laughs> um, Crash. But look, what, look we'll, we'll just sort of get into it, I guess, and, and uh, start sort of talking about um, the actual piece itself now. Uh, obviously, once you get this sucker out of the box, it, it was quite interesting because Sideshow's packaging varies quite a lot in, in terms of um, the graphics they put on the boxes and, and things like that. And sometimes you um, you actually get pictures of the statue itself. You get pictures of the art that inspires the statue. But um, this one was quite interesting because the box is uh, almost completely black, and uh, any of the the the, de- the you know the the deco, I guess, is done in sort of a, a silvery white um, and what we do get is some really nice black and white line art sort of um, showing the, the the inspiration for the statue uh, the side of the box has a um, menagerie of bats what, what's the what's the term for a group of bats mm, a I don't know if it's got uh, some really cool name like Parliament of owls or a murder of crows or uh, anyway we'll have to um, yeah flock a no a <laughs> Write in and tell us, mm. listeners. Anyway, all right. Well, so moving on. Um, yeah, look, the the back the box is nothing to to write home about. It's got some nice stuff on there. Uh, it's fine. Uh, by this point, you're sort of wondering what it could possibly contain to be this big. So um, yeah, look, you you get the box out, and it's a, a two piece foam box. 
um, that's uh, nicely split down the middle. And when you open it up, uh, you, you know, you carefully cut around the uh, the seal. And when you open it up, there's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, mine actually had a hole in the back of it where I don't know if it, I thought, not sure if it had been cut out for the bottom of the base or the base had just worn its way through. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm going to take it. It was a second. So it was a little bit confusing because I'm um, in the, uh, um, I thought, first of all, maybe that the, was it like a little secret compartment for the base and I could pull it out that way and I quickly realized no that's not going to work um mm. so mm. but yeah there there's a lot happening and it takes a while to work out what goes where that's for sure yeah yeah you, and because some um, sideshow wrap each piece in sort of that um soft tissue paper um you know you, you can get a, a a quick um bearing on you know the main parts but then there are all the extra little bits and, you know, because all we'd seen is some, some prototype shots, you, you're not really sort of ready for some of the things. And so, for example, uh, I opened one of them to find out that it was actually his utility belt. And I didn't even realize that his utility belt was a separate piece. Um, and, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, so I guess the first thing you do is you, you take out the base, which is pretty darn spectacular. Um, they've really gone to town with this one and, I, I don't know whether it was a, a conscious decision to make, you know, the base so big, but um, it really lifts him off the ground. Like this, this statue is two feet tall. Yeah, um, it is gigantic. It's it's premium format, which means it's quarter scale. So you know, Batman's um, you know six foot two, so he's obviously going to be quite large. But um, the base just you know gives him uh, a, an extra six inches straight away. It's, yeah, uh, it's really quite big. Um, it, it is an elaborate gargoyle, so they've gone with that, you know, continual sort of Batman rooftop theme. Um, at first, I was a bit distracted by the base. I thought it was maybe a bit too much because the gargoyle sort of squatting down. It's a bat sort of inspired and it's got the wings folded around and it's, it's quite elaborate. Um, it's beautifully done. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, it's a really nice sculpt, but, um, yeah, it just seemed like a bit much at first, but I've really, it's grown on me quite a bit. Yeah. And it's, it's, once you look at the rest of the piece, it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't dwarf the piece at all. Mm. Um, but it does. And I think it's fitting that a character of the magnitude of Batman has a, a pretty awesome base to go with it. It's one of the things that um, we talked about last week when we were talking about just uh, the premium formats in general is that some of the uh, bases of some of the Marvel stuff I've started to feel a little bit same-ish or mm. you know, kind of uneventful. Um, you know, the kind of standard X-Men or Avengers type base um, to me is not really what premium formats are about. Um, you know, you want that kind of uh, character-specific diorama sort of feel for something um, of this size. So, you know, it's it's and it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. piece all on yeah. its own. Yeah, and there's certainly no consistent look or feel amongst the bases. Green Lantern being on the you know rather large rocky uh, outcrop. Um, so the next thing you obviously do is you take out the the body of the Batman, and um, I actually got quite a surprise because 
in, in recent times, a lot of the premium format statues have featured um, a lot less of the, the fabric and, and material um, use that we've seen in the past that, that sort of was almost a hallmark. Um, Sideshow have appeared to have moved away from that a bit. Um, but then you quickly notice that um, Batman's gloves, boots, and his shorts are um, are actually sculpted, so they're, they're made of polystone, but uh, everything else is actually fabric-covered. So yeah. um, you've got the, oh, I guess it's a, oh, the colouring is really hard to pick because if you don't have a good light source, it just looks like a really dark grey. Um, but under strong light, it really does give off a, a bit of a blue um, hue. But um, let's just call it sort of dark grey with a, a blue highlight and, and be done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the the I guess what you know his shirt and his leggings are um, are actually fabric that that is stretched over the the polystone base and um, it's a, a light grey with a, a hint of blue. But what I really really liked about it straight away was it's actually got this really nice. Um, it's, it's not actually a texture. It's more of a print. And yeah. it, it kind of gives you that feeling that Batman's costume is that, you know, it's, it's made of some sort of a Kevlar material. Like it's not just, um, you know, it's a like fabric. almost a mesh sort of, exactly. you know, feel behind it. Exactly. But yep. you're right. It is, it is actually a print. Yeah. And, and that, that really gives it some weight because uh, I'm not a big fan of the armored Batman. Um, you know, this to me is Batman. Everyone's got a particular look and feel. Um, I'm also a big fan of the two tone. So the fact that we've actually got a two tone Batman is a huge win. I mean, this is a, a very classic Batman. Um, so the chest logo is another one that, that might sort of divide fans. They haven't gone for a yellow oval. They've actually gone just for the black bat. Um, I'm neither here nor there. If I get a two tone Batman, then I'm, I'm really not fussed on what the chest logo looks like but uh, it's nicely done it's it's very very thin um i don't even know what it is whether it's fabric or, or something else but it's obviously something that's been carefully cut out and and glued on i know some people have received their statues and they've had issues with the bat peeling off but mm. mine's very very well um applied yeah um the the way the fabric is stretched around the body um you you can actually pull it in places like it's it's not stuck on it's obviously stretched over and it's attached at certain points and there's been a few comments about how um, people have saggy armpits um that it just <laughs> really? yeah that oh. the the costume hasn't actually really stuck well to to under the armpit and it sort of it hangs down basically um and and while mine has a tiny sort of bit of slack like it probably could go a bit higher it certainly uh, hasn't been as bad as some of the things i've seen on the on the net and so um at this point just putting the body on you know you you're missing the cape the head and um one arm but by now you're already blown away. You know, yeah. you fit this thing into the base and you're already going, wow, this is impressive. Best headless statue I've ever owned. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so um, we move on to probably one of the most epic pieces of statue wear that I've ever seen and the reason that we have a gigantic box and that is the, the cape. Um, man, this thing is gigantic. <laughs> I had not really registered that it was sculpted. No, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In the past, we've had uh, premium format statues that have um, fabric capes and they have wire within them, which allows people to pose them. But I think the nature of Batman's cape being that it's all sort of um, got the pointy bits on the bottom and things like that, I think um, this lends itself much better. And, and I'm more than happy with a sculpted cape because the... Um, the drapery on this is exquisite. Um, 
it just it, it flows so well. He's the cape hangs over one shoulder, but it's um, it, it's almost as if it's caught a, a gust of wind, you know, atop uh, of a building, and it's it's flying up over his right shoulder. Yeah. Um, it's huge. It's yeah. absolutely huge. And, and I think you know you're right in that they have accomplished this. Uh, thing where it is sculpted, but it really looks like fabric, and yep. because, as you said, of that the the way they've arranged it, and um, the and I think in terms of the longevity of the piece, that's actually uh, a huge uh, going to make a huge difference mm-hmm. because you know that a fabric cape of that size, etc., is just not going to la- wear as well and last as long. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know th- they've it is absolutely beautiful and it seems pretty robust too. Like you know in terms of the the yeah. construction, I mean I'm not going to bounce it on the floor to test it out, but um, you know I I I don't, don't think I've ever been more nervous unpacking something yes i mean not just the cape the whole piece just because yep. i was like yep. oh please of every anything i've ever bought i don't want this to be broken <laughs> um and uh, but yeah I, the cape is just freaking amazing yeah um, uh, yeah and so one of the things you notice is that when you've put the the body on the the base he has this huge gaping hole that, that stretches right across the top. One shoulder is actually missing. Um, there's obviously no head or neck and part of the other shoulder is missing. So there's this huge gaping hole and that's because you, you take the cape and you, you gently sort of lower it, um, obviously over his, um, over his back and you, you place it into the top of the statue and, um, that fills out sort of the shoulders and just leaves a hole for the head. Um, and you know, it, it, it actually takes a bit of kind of effort to, to, you know, place it in there and get it in there. And then you sort of gently hang it down and, and hope that you don't bang it against, um, you know, yeah. the back of his leg or something like that. But once in, it's very secure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, and so then next, uh, you know, you move on with um, your choice of, uh, of heads. And uh, what was interesting about this particular statue is it came with swap out portraits and uh, that's available on both the exclusive and the regular version, uh, which is really good because we've seen in the past where only uh, an exclusive comes with a second head or something like that. Um, and so you, you actually get two choices of heads. And what's really interesting about the heads is while they, they obviously are different um, in terms of, say, the length of the ears, etc., um, one of them is actually turned further around. So you get a long ears and a short ears version. Uh, obviously, the short ears is, is sort of more inspired by, you know, the, the Jim Lee type of thing and the, the longer ears are sort of um, harken back to more of a Jim Aparo time. Mm. Um the, the I'm just going to call it the Jim Lee head is um, it's actually turned significantly more to one side. It's almost as if he's looking out over his left shoulder. Hmm. Um, and the the long eared version is uh, effectively looking straight ahead. Yep. So um, yeah, so that that's quite a, an interesting twist. The uh, what are you displaying yours with? I'm definitely a long ears Batman. I'm long ears as well. Yes, um, I, I've always been a long ears Batman, and yeah. yeah. I even if I wasn't, I probably if if I didn't have a preference, I'd be choosing the long ears one because I think the facial expression uh, is significantly better. The um, the short ears. And obviously, when we say facial expression, we're talking about the mouth, really. Um, but, you know, there's just something a little bit uh, like I smell the bad smell um, about that 
the the way that that mouth is constructed as opposed to the long ears mouth, which has got the more just kind of, you know, serious. The short ears one has a, a very, very discerning green, um, you know, sort of, um, what do you call it? Um, grimace, you know, yeah. he's, he's really quite stern. Um, one of the things I do like about both of the cows uh, are the uh, the eyes are covered. Uh, I'm not a fan of Batman having uncovered eyes like the way um, Alex Ross portrays him, so um, no, no, that's no, another no. win for me. Yep. Um, what's really interesting, when you uh, have a, a really good sort of close-up of the... Um, uh, a close up of the, I guess the, the head is, um, it's got a very light texturing to it. It's, it's not, um, polished smooth. It's almost got a bit of a, a grainy feel to it as if it is actually a material. So that's quite interesting. Um, they've done a really good job painting the face, um, or, you know, what you can see of it. Um, you know, he's got, uh, you know, he's got not so much stubble, but he's certainly got sort of texturing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. around the, you know, the chin and the cheeks and the, um, the lips are done in a subtle way so that there's some um, a different colour to them, but you know not enough that he's actually wearing lipstick. Um, a little bit of gloss in the eyes to make the lenses sort of stand out a bit, uh, and you've just got yourself a, a really fantastic finish to um, to the way it looks. Yes. So um, once you've got your choice of head on, you you pop on um, the head and the right arm uh, using magnets. Um, they click into place quite easily. Uh, Sideshow, I've obviously done a bit of work with that because um, the magnets are sort of strong enough to hold it in place, but not enough to, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to have to try and wrench this with all my strength to get them undone. Mm. I, um, I was a bit disconcerted when I saw the the way that the head was going to attach um, because it was all by magnets. And I was like, wow, I really want this to be strong. Yeah. Um, to, but, you know, there's no issue there. Yeah, it's quite fun because you start to put it in. You think, is this going to be a, oh, and then suddenly it sucks, <laughs> it sucks it out of your hand. It clicks into place. Um, and uh, look, if you've got the exclusive version, you've got to swap out right hand. They're really not that much different. The only thing is one's got a, um, a fist or, as Justin calls it, a punchy hand, um, and the exclusive has him holding a batarang as if it's open and he's getting ready to hurl it. Um, I mean, it looks good. It's it's very it's nicely finished. They've actually put a bit of thought into the um, the battering. It looks like a, a something that folds, you know, comes folded out of his um, utility belt and flicks open, and he's ready to throw it. Um, that was actually the first hand I took out, so that's the one I'm actually displaying him with. But um, I'm neither here nor there hmm. uh, on that. Um, and then next is the utility belt, hmm. and that was an interesting one. Yes, because you need um, delicate fingers. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, one thing I did like about the belt was that uh, when I think about some of the other premium format statues that I have had and their belts, they can be very fiddly, and this one does, you know, come apart easily like it has a clasp that actually functions more like the clasp mm. of a real mm. belt um it's it very good looking but um it, it it fits snugly around his waist and putting it together and i made the mistake as well of not putting it on until after i'd put the cape on <laughs> um which you know was and by that stage i'd put the cape the head on and i was like oh the belt i wasn't going to take it all apart but it made it harder um yeah, yeah it's the, <laughs> It's one thing that um I don't I'm not a big fan of the really bulky canvas looking uh or yellow belt um mm. because to me it really 
it detracts from the outfit, I think, in terms mm. of, and, and also makes no sense from a camouflage, you know, point of view. Like, I'm going to dress like a bat and then I'm going to wear this giant, you know, tradesman's, uh, yep. belt, um, with, you know, that is yellow. Um, you know, I, I much prefer the black. Um, or gray, you know, kind of utility belt, um, to the, the yellow one. But, uh, and I actually contemplated, you know, thought, well, I don't really have to display, um, the belt on this, but it's kind that there is a bit of a, a separation between the torso and the waist that I think needs the belt to cover it up. Mm. Um, so mm. ultimately I, d- I did put it on, but I, I would have liked an option for a, a, a black, a, a smaller belt or a, yeah. cause I'm just not a big fan of that really bulky utility belt. So would you have preferred, you know, how there's the, the traditional um, utility belt that's just made up of, um, you know, very kind of, uh, you know, identical little, metal boxes yep. um, you know with that common look and feel all the way around would you have been happy with that particular look but still yellow or gold or something yes absolutely I, if it was a if it was yellow or, um or gold but was not so bulky i'd be okay with it um but i you know i i think it particularly on the uh black costume you know the mm. black and gray like on the blue and gray with the uh, yellow behind the bat symbol, then the yellow utility belt works more for me. But, yeah. you know, on this color scheme, I'm not as uh, wild about it. But also, you know, this is the really bulky version. And when you kind of see it in this true 3D kind of textured form, you realize, you know, how kind of silly... It looks. Concept, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, fair enough. You know, to to be realistic, if he was going to carry all the stuff he carries around, he'd need a hell of a big belt. Yeah. Um. Yep. So, you know, from that perspective, you know, okay, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, I think it's a bit of a, um, I think it's a bit of a crapshoot for the designers with someone like Batman because there are so many subtle aspects to his costume that, um, you know, people have preferences for. I mean, mm. you know, I talked about the fact that he's two tone. Um, some people don't like two-tone. They like the, you know, the Nolan slash Burton style where it's all one color. Um, and then for those that like the two-tone, it's like, well, you know, do you want dark blue, light blue? Do you want dark blue, gray? Do you want, you know, charcoal, gray? Like there's so many interpretations. And then there's the, the chess logo. Do you want the yellow oval? Do you just want the black bat? Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many variations, even things like the, um, the spikes on the back of his gloves. Some people like the curved spikes. Some people like the, you know, the Jim Lee more angular um yeah yeah it's it's kind of a i guess it's a bit of a lose-lose situation for sideshow there's going to be detractors no matter what oh and i mean i think in terms of the the kind of standard representation you know that the yellow belt is fine it's because that that's you know pretty in terms of a comic book representation i just think in this i would have liked a a less bulky one Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like it takes away a little bit from just the beauty of this piece. Mm. I certainly think a swap out belt um, instead of a swap out hand would have been um, a bit more fun. Yes. Um, It gives people a choice of that because, you know, you don't necessarily need the the battering, I guess. Um, One of the things, once you get this guy together, one of the things that you you notice quite quickly is – 
how off balance he is. And I, I, what I mean by that is not, not that the statue is, is going to topple over because it's actually fairly well balanced given what I'm about to say, but he's actually standing to one side of the gargoyle. Yes. Um, if, if we're going from his perspective, his, his left leg is right on the edge and therefore his right leg, which is, um, which is up and, you know, with a bent leg, um, is more in the center. So he's kind of, left of the center as i guess you'd say <laughs> and even his cape is is more heavily weighed towards that particular side so he's definitely got that swept across look so um you know obviously this this guy they designed him to eventually fit in with superman and wonder woman um so it'll be interesting to sort of see how um how superman comes out to see if they balance that aesthetic hmm. yeah i'm it works in terms of the, uh, I guess the the cape and the way that the cape is structured, um, and the amount of space that it takes up. Um, but it is, uh, I, I was kind of skeptical when I started putting it together about how well balanced it was going to be, um, because of how far back he is sitting on the the base. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is an issue from a stability perspective, um, but. I suppose yeah. if you had him on top of that, then it would be even taller, and it's already huge. So, well, that's right. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I did gently rock mine, and uh, <laughs> I, I certainly don't put as much faith in it as I do some of my other statues. Um, I, I think it, it could do with a little bit more grounding. But um, yeah, look, I, I think the, they've tried to just do something a little bit different to some of those generic poses um, we've talked about with some of the other statue lines, hmm. um, and I think it works quite well because you know you, you rotate the, the I guess the gargoyle sitting on a bit of a round base, and um, you know if you rotate it, you, you get such a, a different dramatic look to the piece that you know I think you, you'd never get bored from rotating this guy uh, a little bit every couple of months. Yeah, true. That's uh, true. Something a bit different. Yes. Um, so I guess one of the things we want to talk about, we obviously mentioned how big this dude is, and you've got yours displayed with the other premium format DC statues. And, um, yeah, so how does he scale up? Um, I'm a little worried. He He's very big. And so I like just on his own. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome, etc." Um, next to Poison Ivy and Joker, I think he works fine. Um, Joker's on a fairly high base as well. Um, but next to Green Lantern, he makes Green Lantern look pretty small. Mm. Um, I need to do a little bit more kind of comparison because I mean, Green Lantern, his uh, back leg sits quite low on the, the base. Like he's, you know, he's crouching. It's a different pose. Um, but I, I do feel like they're not quite in scale. Um, so, I mean, I've, we've seen enough photos of, um, Batman with Superman, etc., that they look fairly well scaled. But, um, it's a bit of a worry if Green Lantern is going to be, you know, dwarfed by them. Um, yep. so yeah, it, he, he's so tall. And I, I've got mine, uh, on top of Ikea Detolfs. And so they're up high anyway. And when you put, um, Batman up there, you know, I, I've got three dead offs, three, no, I've got four dead offs next to each other. 
and I've had Joker, Green Lantern, uh, and Poison Ivy up there, and it's felt like, oh, there's stacks of space up here for more of mm. these, and now I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> um, and, and also, he's very heavy, so I've actually got him straddling, too, because when I set him just on top of one of the dead-offs, I felt a little bit like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I know those are actually very strong, and it, it could support that, but it just made me a little bit worried, because obviously the um, the cape is heavy, yeah, he's a, he's a heavy statue. Heavy. Um, from what I can see, the shipping weight was 30 pounds or uh, 13.6 kilos. Yay! So that's um, that's significant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, look, I, I think I'll just um, – we don't often do this, but I'm just going to throw out some credit to the people that put this piece together. Um, we've got uh, Bernardo Esquivel, who did the paint, Andy Bergholtz and Matt Butler did the sculpt, Martin Canal and the Gore Group um, contributed to the sculpt, Tim Hansen, costume, Walter O'Neill design, Christopher Anker design and the Sideshow Collectibles design and development team. So quite a few people working on that to put this piece together. Um, before we get to any sort of dolly ratings, or, or not that we're actually doing dolly ratings, but um, I, when I put this piece together, I was I was so blown away by all of it the yeah. the scale, the the finish. We we talked we didn't really talk about the quality of the paint, but there is no slop or anything like that. The finish on the, the cow, the, the flesh on the um, the lower jaw, etc., cetera, uh, is all just gorgeous. Like this is a, such a beautiful piece. All I could really think of was, my goodness, what are they going to do with the Martian Manhunter? Um, <laughs> you know, what are they going to be able to do with, with Aquaman? Um, you know, this, uh, I mean, if this is how big Batman is, can you imagine how big the Martian Manhunter will be? Yeah. Um, th- this line has so much potential. Um Oh, absolutely. It is um, amazing. And it, it's certainly the most um, impressive thing that I, that I have purchased, yeah. um, you know, in terms, I guess, you know, being a, a DC guy at heart, you know, that's where my kind of um, comic reading roots lie. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, so, but you know, it is, it is something I think that the bigger that this line gets, just thinking about the, the scale thing, um, the bigger that this line gets, the more I think that they do need just to kind of think about people's expectations of, you know, keeping these in a, um, um, a relatively scaled, uh, set that that sticks together um but yeah but but batman obviously superman wonder woman are pieces that should be majestic that should stand on their own and be amazing um and they certainly achieved that absolutely yeah Uh, would you dare to give it a dolly rating outside of toy of the week i couldn't give it anything other than a 10 yeah yeah the guy I I don't have any problems with it at all. Um, you know, I agree on a lot of the points you mentioned in regards to the scale. Um, you know, a swap-out belt would have been nice, but honestly, this is uh, spectacular. I, I'm really keen to see it with um, Superman yep. because I have seen a lot of different photos about how they comp- – th- that show different comparisons in terms of height. Yep. And uh, – 
some that make me think Superman's going to be much taller and others, you know, not so much. So I, I really don't want Superman to be too much taller than this mm. um, because mm. it's just going to be insane. Um, so I, I think, you know, and, and the way that Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman work together is very important. Um, so, you know, certainly stylistically they go really well together, but, um, they need to fit together well, uh, um, you know, in, in all respects. So here, here's hoping. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right. But, I mean, huge, huge kudos to, to Sideshow. Yeah. This is a real accomplishment. And, um, you know, they, they have, uh, they've nailed it as far as ticking the boxes that they needed to tick, um, to, if they don't get these characters right, then the line yeah. is not right. So huge kudos. Absolutely. Brilliant. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion topic. And uh, we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack, the Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite, but the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle. Activate Ram. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin, fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episode, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And uh, oh, I think, Adam, you've got some feedback. First piece of feedback comes from Patrick Ukers, uh, who says, we have seen the Iron Man for Koto's Artifacts Plus line. It's the black and gold armor. So he's posted us a link to the New York Comic Con 2013 Koto panel. Uh, where they've shown pictures of the whole Marvel Avengers artifacts line from Code of Akia. And, yes, it's the black and gold. And, yes, everyone's in their Marvel Now kind of outfits. Um, and he goes on to say, well, at least that's what the Addy Granoff art depicts. I suppose they could change things up. Uh, ben, although the Dracula is not my thing, it's so awesome when Bowen dips into these niche characters that really plays the diehards. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, that feedback was, um, I think we talked about it last week, Scott. Um, we were talking about yeah. the new Thor artifacts, and we we just weren't quite sort of buying the, the, the final sort of um, proto, I guess, and we sort of commented about Iron Man in the line, and um, I, I wasn't, I just couldn't remember that they had actually um, previewed. And, uh, yeah, so Patrick just pointed out that that's that horrible sort of caramel eclair armour. But, um, yeah, I remember I'm, that I'm now. Not a fan of at all. I think I blocked it from my memory because it's so bad. Yeah, I oh, look. Iron Man's, you know, he's red and gold to me. Yes. Always has mm. been. Um, yeah, and then certainly we uh, also talked about the the Bowen Tomb of Dracula statue, which is just a stunner. So yeah, thanks, Patrick. Very good. All right, uh, Scotty. Um, we got a couple of people tweeting at us, uh, and the first one is someone called Ben, who is not our Ben, but who is at Toys210, and he says, I heard the latest podcast. Uh, one of the things that we reviewed was the Sideshow Harley Quinn 1-6 scale figure, and he says, the Sideshow Joker jacket is crap. Oh, language. Um, best get the <laughs> Hot Toys Nicholson Joker jacket instead. So I haven't opened my Joker Sideshow one yet, but um, yeah. hmm. okay. we'll check it out. Thank Pretty you, sure. Ben, for that potential heads up. 
There you go. All right. And Justin, you're rounding it out. I am. More feedback from Twitter from Peter Burse, I believe the pronunciation is. He's saying that uh, Friday afternoon is the perfect time to listen to to some Australians talk about toys. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I listen to it on Friday afternoons as well. So I'd like to listen to myself talk on a Friday afternoon at work. By the time it gets to Friday afternoon, I've heard the damn thing so many times, it's the last thing I want to listen to. I, I must admit, I do look forward to the episodes I'm not on. Yeah, me too. So, but I do oh, listen to podcasts yeah. all week. So, um, yeah, ours just rounds it out for me. So, very nice. All right, gents. It's been uh, quite the full show, and it's uh, been a pleasure having a full compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. It's been a All pleasure right. being back. <laughs> it is. Thanks uh, for having uh, me. Uh, yeah, it's our pleasure. forward to hearing Adam un- unnasally over the next few weeks. Yeah, oh, nasal. It may take a while, but we'll find out. Adam unplugged. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Unstuffed. <laughs> oh, funny uh, thing will be when you find sorry. out it sounds exactly the same. You know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, so when are you going to stop sounding nasally? Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Right. And if you see an engineer nerd sunbaking on the beach in Florida, that's he's ours. Yeah, yeah. Put so, your sunglasses on first. <laughs> for everyone that keeps trying to spay new to me, you know, like there's a fee to touch that. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Price of about sixty US dollars, but if you have a bit of a look around, I'm sure you'll find them through some of the um, the actual Japanese dealers like Hobby Link Japan for a little bit um, cheaper. Um, they're due to come out in September 2004. Oh, mm. man! Mm. Godzilla Mafia got to him. Man, I hate yeah. when that happens. Mid sentence too, and everything. Mm. Godzilla figure not included. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, question lined up at everything. God, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Could is going to throw a cactus. Freaking. <laughs> <laughs>